from the trenches. I'm joined here with Rich Priest, who listeners won't be a stranger to. He featured back on our QuickBooks from the Generals episode that we did last year. Rich, thanks for joining us back on the show. Hey, thank you, David. It's, uh, it's great to be back. Thank you. Now, you're in a bit of a different role now than last time we spoke to you. Can you explain to us a bit about what you're doing in the huge, giant global empire that is Intuit? Well, what my current role is I lead the U.S. business, so I'm the U.S. country leader, but I'm also responsible for a new service that we're standing up called QuickBooks Live, which I know we're going to talk a little bit about today, David. Uh, QuickBooks Live also won't be uh, a new topic for listeners. We spoke about it a couple of months ago when it was launched, and uh, let's let's hit it between the eyes, Rich. Didn't get uh, the most positive feedback, definitely, in the Twitterverse and some people online. But let's just start with an even playing field. What is QuickBooks Live? Yeah, no, I, thank you. And I'll, I'll even explain uh, why I think we made a mistake and, didn't, and got the feedback we did. But let me just start with, with what it is. So quite simply, David, um, as, you, as you know, for many, many years, we have held a high bar on connecting small businesses with accounting professionals. And so every single QuickBooks customer, when they start their product experience, we ask them, do you currently have an accounting professional? If they say yes, we connect them. If they say no, we send them to the Find a Pro Advisor platform, where a million small businesses last year went to that platform looking for an accounting professional. And the net of all of that is inside our ecosystem of millions of small businesses, 60%, 6-0, are connected to an accounting professional. Now, what we realized, of course, uh, was that means 40% are not. And so in the last year or so, we've been talking to that 40% far more than we ever have before. And we essentially have been saying, so, so is it that you don't want any help? And much to our surprise, their answer was, no, I absolutely need help. I'm just not ready for an accounting professional. And so then when we follow up with, well, in that case, what kind of help are you looking for? They say, well, I need help getting started with QuickBooks. And then I need some help with basic bookkeeping. You know, they say, I'm a small business owner. I'm not an accountant. So I need a little bit of help, but I'm just not ready for an accounting professional. Now, that basically is how the concept was born, was we we took a step back and said, for these 40%, what if we had a platform where essentially we worked with pro advisors? So again, this is not Intuit employees. This is pro advisors. And we essentially said, on demand, QuickBooks customers can connect with you. They can basically get help with basic setup and basic bookkeeping. They will pay into it a sort of monthly fee for that, for those services. And it becomes a sort of do it with me. So if traditional accounting is do it for me, this is a do it with me. And that was essentially the, the premise of it. And then and then just one other the thing, and then I'll stop, David, is the mistake we made in the US, and this is on me, is we started to test it without actually explaining to the accounting professionals we are not, this is not Intuit providing this service. We're not hiring like uh, uh, our own accountants. This is simply us trying to connect the 40% of people today who are not looking with an accounting professional with the help that they need, who are pro advisors. And once we explain that, we've actually had quite a positive reaction and we've had a number of, you know, a large number of folks say, how do I get involved? But, but we learn our lesson on we have to explain it first. Okay, so let's unpack that a little bit. And I think it's, I've always been impressed with you, Rich. We had a great chat last time and to take responsibility for an error publicly uh, always earns a lot of trust, especially in Australia. Uh, So let's unpack that a little bit. You're not going to employ people to provide QuickBooks Live. A lot of people think that QuickBooks Live is 
you guys essentially employing staff and offering bookkeeping services to the clients that particularly pro-advisors and certainly other bookkeepers and accountants are already servicing or trying to service through their own marketing efforts. So a lot of people think that you're going to be competing with us, the industry. That's not right. No, no. So two answers to that. And I appreciate you bringing it up and taking it head on, David. So first of all, very specifically, to give you an example, in product, we are not messaging this to small businesses who are already connected to an accounting professional. So again, just to be very specific here, if you are in the 40% and you use QBO, you will see this in product. If you're in the 60% who are connected to an accounting pro, we have suppressed the message in product. So that is to say our intent is absolutely not to, to sort of market this to people that have an accounting professional. So that's point number one. Point number two is we have started this in the US by hiring nine pro advisors in our Boise office, which is T-Sheets, which was to set up a lab to learn with the first 200 customers. Now, we had to learn because we didn't know, for example, what questions we get. We didn't know how much time people will consume on the platform. But those nine people, A, are pro advisors, um, and B, that's not the model moving forward. The model moving forward is David is at home. David is a pro advisor. David uses this this opportunity to be flexible. You have your own client base. If you want to do sort of X number of additional hours a week on this platform, you can. And so very specifically, you know, let me reinforce this. This is not us adding people at an Intuit site. This is us working with pro advisors and offering them the opportunity to essentially be the folks on the other side of the platform. So you won't. So these pro advisors have chosen to participate in this test program that you're doing as employees um, of your one of your companies, or whatever, however way you've structured this up. But you don't intend to continue to employ bookkeepers, pro advisors, accountants to deliver services to small business owners. Yeah, that that is absolutely correct. It is. This is a hundred percent pro pro advisors choosing to participate in a flexible way where they are wherever they want to be in their office, in their home, et cetera, in a relationship with Intuit where they will be paid for their time. Um, but they are, that this is not us hiring people and competing against them. This is them. So if I'm an advisor and I sit on the platform, you control the pricing that the SME pays? Correct. And then you control the remuneration that me as a essentially freelancer using your system to do my lead gen for me, uh, I, I don't have a say in how much I earn. You tell me how much you're going to pay me. Yeah, that, that is also correct. And let me just build on that if I can, David, for a second, is we've been in and of course, this is in the US. So we, we need to do this same testing in each market. And so we will be testing these things in Australia because obviously everything is nuanced, different in each market. But in the US, we've been testing various price points. We've been testing $200. We've been testing $400. Um, what you will see us go live with in the US is $400. Now, now, what we don't know, honestly, is whether that's the right price over time or not. And my guess is we will have to add tiers where there is, you know, a, a, a product that is less than that and offers less. And there is a product potentially that's more than that and offers more. But we're starting with $400. What we haven't yet landed on and therefore shared is what the compensation to the um, accounting professionals is. And the reason is 
very honestly, we don't know what the business model consumption looks like until we start to have like a thousand customers on this thing, which is why we set up the lab in Boise with 200 customers. So we have a rough idea, but we need to run some water through the pipes before we understand like how much do you pay somebody and how much do you charge? Um, and so all of that is essentially baking as we speak. I, I hope that a valuable lesson that you've learned is that for all of the you have to value price, you have to fix price, you have to value your time, conversations and marketing messages that come from companies like yourself, pricing for what we do is just damn hard. And and to hear that you've put so many resources into it and still don't know if 200 or 400 or maybe even 600 is right, I'll be honest, it's very validating for us and those of us out in the market trying to price our services without your resources. Yeah, well, no, I, I appreciate it. And, you know, honestly, we're learning the same lessons that hundreds of thousands of accounting pros, you know, have learned over the over the weeks and years. Um, and of course, if you get it wrong, you're upside down. Uh, and so this is about how do we have the right price offering the right services and value? And then how do we have the right compensation on the other side of it? And if we don't get both of those two things right, then there is no QuickBooks Live. There is no platform. So can we talk about what sort of person would use this platform? Because I'm going to make a draw a very long bow here. I can jump on Fiverr and for five bucks, I can get somebody to perform a very small task for me. I can actually get somebody to do my bookkeeping for me. On, if I can jump on Freelancer and I could get something like that done. I can jump on Airtasker and I can get somebody to remove my rubbish or clean up my cables or my home entertainment system. I can jump on QuickBooks Live and I can get a pro advisor to do my bookkeeping and set up some basic systems, some maybe cloud systems for me. Essentially, it's another freelancer platform. Is that correct? I think broadly speaking, there are similarities for sure. Um, um, now, just to speak to the kind of what kind of customer is what we have found as we've spoken to a number of these folks that said they're not ready for an accountant, but they need help is they have um, very, very frequently said, I'm looking for you QuickBooks to help. And then when we ask, well, why us? Why not go straight to an accounting professional? In addition to this, I'm not ready answer. We know that they trust the brand, right? They already came to QuickBooks.com. They were already looking at buying QuickBooks from us. And so they trust the brand. And so to me, these are small businesses that for the most part are just starting out or are kind of six to 12 months in. Uh, they could use one of those other services that you mentioned, but they seem to have an affinity and a trust to QuickBooks. And so they're willing essentially to say, I kind of want you guys to do this for me or do it with me. And that seems to be their starting place. Now, to your other point, we will have to find out in Australia, as an example, Maybe it's not $400. You know, maybe there are so many other opportunities that's simply not feasible. And so that's what I mean about the we're going to have to figure out the nuance by market of what the alternatives are, what the expectations are and what the value to pricing is. I'm going to paint a, a potential doomsday scenario for you. Let's just say you work out what a price is that works for the, the, the particular type of customers that you're able to target and you find out a price point and the entire QuickBooks Pro Advisor and accounting community turns around and says, well, we can't offer it that cheap. You're now butchering the price in the market. What are you going to do? Well, good news is I don't think I'm going to face that situation, but I'll tell you why. So uh, I give you a more credible answer of why I'm confident we won't than what I would do if we did. So why I'm confident we won't is in the US, when we go live here on June 3rd, the pricing that everyone will see us go live with is $400 a month. Now, in our assessment working with many, many bookkeepers, that's actually medium to high. And so, so I certainly, you know, don't think we'll be accused of pricing it artificially low because uh, it's, if anything, middle to high. So, so that's proof point number one. 
Proof point number two is we already did something similar in our TurboTax business in the U.S., where, you know, as many of your listeners may know, if, if they've spent time in the U.S., TurboTax is how 35 million Americans every year file their taxes and they do it themselves. The issue in taxes, of course, is you can be using a product and you can have a sort of crisis of confidence and you need help halfway through. And so two years ago, we introduced the same concept where you could have a CPA on demand to help you finish your tax return. What we found was we reached out to pro advisors. We said, who would like to participate? Uh, we now have about three to four thousand pro advisors in the second year participate. And 90 percent of them came back after participating the first year. Now, the only reason I say all of that is to say we have not seen pro advisors rise up and say, hey, we don't want any part of this. We've actually seen the opposite, which is pro advisors say this is an opportunity for me to earn more revenue. How do I get involved? And, and the proof points are the ones I just shared. Uh, I want to paint, share a case study with you that uh, has been relayed to me and told a little bit around the traps at a recent uh, event in the US of some major industry people and a, a, a pro advisor received an email that a client was leaving, moving to QuickBooks Live just because it was cheaper. Are you being a bit altruistic to think that this just won't happen? Well, it will happen because it did happen per your example. Uh, and I'm unfamiliar with the example, but obviously if you've got an example, that's a data point. And so therefore it, it, it will happen. Um, you know, what I would say is if there are instances where that happens and somebody's moving for $400 and they didn't feel like they were getting the value from the existing, like, honestly, it's in the interest of the small business at that point. If I think if somebody's offering a service and they're not offering the value, then you know, I, I would I would say that's an opportunity for that bookkeeper, because, again, if they're, they're moving for four hundred dollars, they're not moving for ninety nine dollars. This is not an artificially low price point. And so so that would be my reaction to that question. A lot of accountants like to think that uh, we're offering value when, you know, you get an email like that. It's sort of proof line. And the, the flip side of that data point is that you're not. I think so. I mean, obviously, it depends on the circumstances of the small business. But, you know, four hundred dollars a month, you know, the best part of five thousand dollars a year um, you know, I think somebody obviously has a level of expectations there. And if they've got a face to face relationship with a bookkeeper and they feel like it's not meeting that expectation, I think, you know, that that is the way the world works is is somebody is going to at some point look at alternatives. Let's uh, move out from the, the pros and cons and the merits of this system, because as you've said, it is a test that you're going to test it in Australia and see what feedback you get. I want to talk about the platform itself. So right now, there's as long as you've got your registrations and accreditations right, there's reasonably low barriers of entry to start a bookkeeping business. I mean, you've got to get your TPB board in Australia. I'm sure there's regulations globally. But the technology that you need is pretty easy to do. So if I choose to get my customers from your platform where I'm going to receive a particular hourly rate, I think the average hourly rate in Australia for bookkeepers is something around the mid $60 an hour, something around that. Um but that data is, I don't know, like do your own data. I don't trust it when I see it. Um, uh, what do I actually get? So am I going to log in and then I'm going to get uh, a piece of work is automatically going to be assigned to me through some workflow system? Is there going to be a timesheeting thing built into there? Uh, is the da- is all that going to be linked to the QBO file that's going to be used? How efficient is the workflow going to be for somebody using the system? Yeah, no, great question. So let me try to just back up and explain that in sort of 60 seconds or so. So the way that it works is, you know, first of all, you're going to, you know, at the right time say, hey, this is something I'm interested in because we reached out to you and we told you about it because you're a pro advisor. Perhaps you're certified. 
So the first thing is there's going to be a certification you're going to have to pass um, to basically kind of participate. And and uh, it's not going, you know, it's going to be just ensuring that you know QuickBooks well enough. It's going to be ensuring a little bit of kind of the customer experience that you're willing to offer, because obviously at the end of the day, it represents our brand. Now, let's assume that like you're awesome and you, you're through that gate. There's obviously a background check as well, by the way. So now what happens is you literally get a box that shows up. And in that box, you've got a laptop, you've got a headset, you've got a microphone, like you've got a, 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 a screen that sits behind you. So you have literally got the whole thing in a box. And then what we're going to do then is do some test calls with you where you essentially are an on-demand uh, professional where you will appear on the screen at a scheduled time. And so now let me just explain the other side of this. Now, I'm the small business, and I said that I have, uh, I'm in construction, and I told you a little bit about my revenue. Then we said, great, let's schedule you with the, with the right expert. And let's say, David, that you have said that you specialize in construction, you specialize in companies of a certain size, you will be in a pool of accounting professionals who we have deemed to be a good match for this person. And then that this person in their scheduling will say, either I want someone right now. Well, obviously, in that instance, we look on the platform who's available right now. Or they say, I want someone at nine o'clock on Tuesday. Well, we look on the platform to say, has David said that these are the hours he's going to be on this week? And we basically make that connection and we make that schedule. And it's anywhere from right now to whenever they schedule it. And then at that time, you are on the platform. You essentially are on screen. You get to see you. I will see you. I'm the small business. You're the accountant. I will see you, but um, but but you can't see me. So I can be in my PJs if I'm a small business. But we both see the screen and you have the ability to basically make changes in QuickBooks. You have the ability to take the cursor and point it at things. And essentially, you are my sort of on-demand expert in product, both in video and audio. And you're able to kind of help me in those problem spots where I need that help. Is that my client and then I get to build a relationship with that particular client or am I assigned every day I rock up and I just I have to work with different different clients and from the flip side the client actually doesn't end up building a relationship with anyone? Yeah, it's a really, really important question. And the very specific answer is it's not your client. And I know that a lot of people would say, Boy, I wow. want you to be my client. Yeah, but let, yeah. let me unpack yeah, let me unpack that for you, uh, for you, David, because again, I know that's a polarizing answer. A couple of things that will be important to share. One is, you know, remember, these are the same people that came to our website. They were either a new small business or for the most part, they've been in business sort of six months and they're looking for QuickBooks. And they already said they weren't ready for an accounting professional, but they said they want QuickBooks to give them basic help. So now let's imagine it's a few minutes later and David is, is on their screen and David is with QuickBooks Live. If 10 minutes later, David says, well, actually, I've got my own CPA firm and I, and I specialize in some of these areas. And so actually, I'd love to help you, you know, in a more broad context. Well, we've already violated the one thing they told us not to do 20 minutes ago. And so, so that very specifically is why we are going to be fairly specific about saying, like, it is a it is not a own the client relationship. Now, we're still going to have the find a pro advisor platform and we're going to continue to invest in it. And that's absolutely a find a client. This is a additional revenue opportunity relationship. So that's thought number one. And then just the second part of your question about sort of rocking up and having a different uh, client every day. The intent is that basically um, a, t a relatively small team, call it six, call it 10 folks will basically end up kind of representing a group of clients by industry. So we are going to do our best 
to have this be you're not going to get David every time. But if you don't get David, you're going to get one of this small team of people that David works with. And they're all construction and they all have like X, Y, Z, which is why we've matched them with you. And so it's not one to one, but it is at least hopefully kind of a relatively small pool of expertise. That's the intent. And we have to kind of learn our way into that. I think that's going to be a big watch and see uh, from everyone who sort of thinks that with all the use of technology, it's still about going back to human and it's going back to building relationships. And you're sort of suggesting that for a particular type of client, it isn't. Uh, it's just about getting the job done. Um, I think that'll be a really interesting thing to watch and see how that plans out. Um, if I wanted to go on this, so I'm, I'm going to paint a picture. Somebody out there wants to do this sort of work. There's a little bit of Uber about this where people can use it for top-up income. Uh, that sort of element I can really see playing out. Am I able to earn a living doing this full time? You know, honestly, I because we don't know the compensation yet, it's hard to specifically answer that question. But my my thought process is dependent on where you live, and I mean that by cost of living, right? Obviously, different places vary drastically in cost of living. Depending on your own circumstances as to whether, you know, for example, you can't travel, you have a mobility situation where, for example, you know, you're, you're at home and you can't leave your home. I do think some people will will do this full time and will be able to earn a living full time. I do believe that. But I, I think that will be the exception, not the rule. And just to give you just a couple of examples, we've had a series of communications from, for example, stay at home parents who have said this is perfect because at the moment, A, it's so hard to do a full-time job. B, um, if I commute somewhere, I don't get paid for my commute time. This is a, you're at home, there's no commute time. We've also had multiple emails from people with disabilities who have said it's actually just like, I'm a qualified bookkeeper, but I just find it incredibly difficult to leave my house because I have disabilities. So I think for people in those types of circumstances, they may well lean into this full-time. But again, I think that the usual path will be folks who have clients and are doing this sort of the top up, uh, to use your language. Is there any way at all that, because my first, uh, I don't know what the word is, not prediction or my first sort of comment was that this could end up being lead gen for firms because these businesses that are coming to you are small and starting, they're not going to be small and starting forever. What happens then? The the referral goes into the pro-advisor community. It, It sort of goes into that platform. Correct. That's the intent. And the only reason I'm using the word intent a few times, David, is, you know, hand on heart. We're kind of learning as we go a little bit, but that's absolutely the intent. And even even in the US, we're looking at when people first say, hey, I need basic bookkeeping. If we conclude that it's not basic and we conclude that, you know, they need much more than this, what we're going to be doing from day one is putting them into the Find a Pro Advisor platform. Um, and so that's absolutely our intent is that people will sort of outgrow this and then go to a fully fledged accounting pro in a traditional manner. Um, what sort of the work that's going to be done on this? So I'll give you just a quick example. Most businesses, when they start up now, they don't only just need bookkeeping, they need some systems set up. Maybe a couple of apps from your, your, your app ecosystem might need to be integrated as well. Will that be done through QuickBooks Live or Pro Advisor Community? Well, it will be done. The int- the, the, the intent is intense with, with intense. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I was speaking. I mean, you I, don't know it all yet. Yeah, no, that's no, fine. Honestly, I should have used the, the word intent. No, 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 no. It's totally fine. I, again, I just don't want to be misleading. I want to share what I know and what we're learning. So, so the hope is that if you want, if you have a couple of apps and you need them connected, absolutely, that should be that should be uh, QuickBooks Live. Um, now, the flip of that is. If you've got $10 million in revenue, 
and you have 100 hours of cleanup that's necessary before you get started, that is absolutely not QuickBooks Live. And so we're just going to have to learn our way into like what is simple setup, simple bookkeeping and what is not. And, and so anything that requires like a systems engineer is not QuickBooks Live as an example. Uh, Rich, I think it's going to be a very interesting period to see how this pans out. Uh, we look forward to watching it in Australia and commenting on it as we like to do on From the Trenches. Thank you very much for making the time with us today. It's a shame you're not going to you're not a QuickBooks Connect, but I'm sure you'll be in Australia soon. I will be, and I appreciate you having me on, David. And as uh, as your listeners hear this and have questions, I'd be more than happy to come back on and answer those questions at a point in the future too. Thanks, Rich. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to an episode of From the Trenches. David and I love to hear from listeners, so you can reach out if you've got feedback or story ideas, get in touch. I can be reached on Twitter at Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar.